Well, I got me my gear and I'm ready for skating. Tecum Serena is calling my name. Power is over, it's time to head over to our next sponsor. It's never the same. Sparkin' Lock, keep on talking. Hey, Miser, won't you keep on rolling that joint? Sparkin' Lock, keep on talking. Slabby, slabby D, won't you keep on passing that joint? Sparkin' Lock, keep on talking. Blazer Brothers, won't you keep on burning with me? Keep on sharing your weed. It's gonna make everyone, gonna make everybody feel alright. Welcome members of the Friday Night Hockey Club. It's been a little while since Slider and I chatted, so I'm very excited to get back to business. I hope those of you that listened to this podcast enjoyed it. Summer is slowly winding down, and I hope everyone is having a great one. I know I have. really enjoyed flying the flag with Scotty Tuhati up at McQuabby Lake and seeing all the other posts of guys flying the colors while on vacation. So now it's time to introduce our next guest for Episode 4 of the podcast. For this podcast, we get the pri- two for the price of one. These two gentlemen are two of the newest and are the youngest members of the club. The elder joined in the 18-19 season, then his younger brother followed him the very next season. They may be new to us, but their lineage in the FKHC goes all the way back to the 80s. It was only a matter of time before they joined us on the ice. These two energetic players have added much-needed youth and enthusiasm to our hour on the ice. Luckily for them, they came as a pair in back-to-back years because alone neither of them meets the minimum weight requirement of 185 pounds. Even together, they barely make the cut. Also as a pair, they have assumed the duties of handling the 50-50 draw and the account that comes with it, a job that I thought was time to pass on and was very happy that these guys accepted the task. Back in 2015, our our guests accepted the Gus Benfill Award on behalf of their father, Danny, who is a proud member of the club from 1986 to 2004. I know for a fact that he'd be very proud to see his boys donning the green, white, and yellow. I also predict a Gus Banfield Award for these two in the future, considering their strong passion for the club. My good friends here grew up on Shawnee Road, just two doors down from my parents' place, so I was able to watch them grow into fine, young, smartasses, just like, their other, like the other men in their family who have been members before them. As for any awards they have won or records they have broken, there hasn't been enough time to produce these stats. And I definitely don't see any scoring titles in their future, considering one of them couldn't score in a discount whorehouse with a million dollars in his pocket, and the other still can't get around Uncle Chitsy, our oldest member. On the other hand, though, I can confidently say that they have the most tattoos per square inch. Considering they got an early start with the FKHC, I can definitely see many records, awards, and maybe even executive appointments in the future. Boys, I'm very excited to introduce to you Sick and Sore, or Slabby D and the Heat Miser, Derek Blaze, and Daniel DJ Blaze. Okay, gentlemen, I got both the boys here with me tonight. We're sitting here in DJ's garage. Got a nice little setup. We've got the flag flying. Hopefully, uh, we're all a little nervous, so hopefully this uh, goes very well. We're going to start out right away. We're going to have a little shot of Yukon. I ran out last time we were here because DJ invited us over a couple Saturdays ago. I ran out, and sure enough, uh, like a fine FKHC member, he had a bottle in the freezer. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers boys. Cheers. Yeah, that's not supposed to be drank on a Sunday. Mm. Okay, I got Derek on my left. I got DJ on my right. And uh, you guys okay? Comfortable with this? We ready to go? Ready to rock. All right. Um, 
I sent you guys some questions, just like I told the other guys. I sent you some questions beforehand. I'm gonna start out with that stuff, and then we're gonna move on to some more uh, in-depth stuff and all the old memories from the old days, because we all grew up together. All right, you guys are the youngest members in the club. Mm -hmm. How old? Derek? I'm 36. 36 years young. I am 34, or 33, I'll be 34 in November. In November, nice. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derek, let's start with you. What's your family life like? Uh, wife, kids? Family life is great. Uh, I have a wife, her name's Annette. Uh, I've been married for six years. Uh, we've known each other for about 15. Uh, I have two stepkids, Jamie Lynn and Ricky. Ricky is 27 now. Jamie Lynn is 22. Um, Ricky actually has two kids of his own, so I guess he could say I'm a step-grandpa at the ripe old age of 36. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that, that, that's, uh, that's my family life, and it's great. Great. DJ? I'm, uh, I'm married to Gabrielle. Uh, we've been married for a little over a year. We have one daughter, Layla. She's, uh, again, a little over a year. Uh, she's actually about a year and a half. Um, yeah, and then I got Tyson, the old Boston Terrier there, who's... Still kicking, but barely. And uh, yeah, same thing. You know, I can't be can't be happier as far as family life goes. Great. Okay, and you guys work together, correct? We do. Yep. Luckily for me, I get to be his boss. Yeah, <laughs> like his that's little what little I wanted boy. to get into. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say my mouth fills up with blood almost on the daily. <laughs> and then when we go to uh, Muay Thai class, he usually kicks the shit out of me, so it's fair, right? <laughs> okay, where where do you work? I uh, work at International Nutrients. Um, basically make soft gel capsule vitamins. Just tell people Jameson's because it's a, a sister company of them. So yeah, okay. most people know Jameson's better. So. Yeah. We basically make all their soft gel stuff. So Nice. Yeah. How long? Uh, we've been there for... Well, it'll be 10 years, years next year. It'll be 10 yeah, years next, next, year. next June. Wow. Good yeah. for you. I think yeah. you started the day before me. Yeah, but. something like that. Yeah, we got hired at the same time. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, and you went into management and you're on the line. Yep. Yep. Awesome. I'm the, the, the worker bee. Yeah, I know that I feeling. I have a strong jaw, apparently. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay. We talked about, before we started this, so we went into the uh, how you got into the club. Yeah. And it's funny because I had one story and you guys had a different story. So I'll, let's have your stories. Um, you want me to start with uh, the night we got the text? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I didn't know this part, but I, apparently... Slider was asking for spares, and my uncle Sean suggested the two of us, and he gave him uh, his number. So yeah, no, and I got the text from I got the text from Sly. He uh, he texted me and told me he got the number from Uncle Sean, and I was like, oh shit, I haven't talked to Sly in a long time. It's been a number of years, but uh, he asked if I wanted to play hockey Friday night, me and DJ. So I said it out loud, and Dad was laying in bed, and uh, he looked at me and he's like, oh buddy, you gotta go. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. So I guess I was supposed to stay with him that night, me and DJ. And uh, DJ was on his way, so I called him up and told him we had a chance to go play Friday, and he was in, so. Yeah, I, I showed up, like Derek said, uh, when I was done work or whatever, and uh, he pretty much told me, like, almost as soon as I got in the door, um, that make sure I pass the puck and get off with my shift or I wasn't going to get a call back. So <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much the prerequisite for the first time on the ice. He got it. He was a member for years, so he knew. He, he understood the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're minor hockey then. Obviously, Dad played hockey, and you guys started playing as kids. Where? How long? We um, we actually started when Tecumseh Arena was built, and it's actually that's a pretty cool story about that too, because 
being it was the uh, first arena, well, first new arena in Tecumseh, uh, Warren Reichel was there, or was a, a fair amount involved, and uh, he had um, Mike Ricci, I believe that's who yeah, it was. Yeah, Mike Ricci. Guy with a crooked nose. Yep, that's um, him. So those two guys showed up and uh, for the registration and everything, and my dad came to find out it was a lot more expensive than what he thought. And uh, I don't know how Warren ended up finding out, but he found out that we couldn't afford it, and he paid for... Mine and my brother's registration. Actually, funny story about that. Sorry to cut you off. No. But funny story is uh, I got, we got a knock at the back door one day, and I went and answered it. My dad was in the bedroom, probably just waking oh. up from uh, a night shift or I whatever. I remember this. And uh, I opened the door, and there was this huge-ass dude standing there. And I'm like, who the hell is this? I was scared shitless. I was pretty young, eh? And uh, no, he's like, hey, uh, you Derek? Uh, your brother DJ here too? And I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, we're here. He's like, you guys want to play hockey? I was like, well, I don't know. I got to go ask my dad. I don't know if we can afford it. And uh, he's like, no, that's not what I asked you. He said, do you guys want to play hockey? And I was like, and my dad came and he's like, oh, Mr. Reichel, how you doing? And he pretty much said he's offering to pay for a number of kids to play hockey. And that's how we got started. Yeah, we weren't, really. the, we weren't yeah. the only ones, but I guess he put out a fair bit of money. And like I said, him and Mike Ricci showed up when they had the opening and he had basically a few hockey bags full of equipment. Uh, I think it was like uh, neck guards, elbow pads, and uh, I don't think it was helmets, but it was maybe like shoulder pads or something like that. And uh, basically handed it out to all the kids that registered for that day. So yeah, That's fantastic. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> I went to high school with Warren. Yeah, yeah. so we yeah. that's when we got registered basically at the same time that the arena was built. Um, Derek, I think you played a little longer than me. Yeah, a little bit. Not too much. Yeah. Now, did I coach one of you guys? I, think I believe it was, it was me, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, was with, house, it was house league, I believe. Or Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it was with your dad and soccer or if it was, it was with Sly and... It was and, dad and somebody. And it was dad, then it was uh, Sock it, and myself. It could have been Sock, And yeah. then your dad moved on and I coached another year with Sock. Yeah. And then I... I started having my own family. Actually, I had a family at the time, but they were starting to get a little older. Then I moved to Bell River. Yeah, so. break, yeah. I yeah. got coached by your brother, Brian. Yeah, that and, was... And Sly. Yeah, and Sly. And, 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 and uh, maybe Corey Gould. McCaney. Yeah. Maybe Goldie as well. He may have been there like, yeah. on the odd time. Yeah. Those guys did it for a couple of years, and then I joined them for a year. Then I went on to with Sock and your dad. Yeah. And then we, we moved on from there. That's yeah, fantastic. I thought, I That's a great everybody... story. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, it changed my life, and... Uh, it's something I'll never forget, actually. Just yeah. a bit of kindness, you know? It was great. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. And really good. Pretty much turned us into hockey players, and look where we are now. I might have to get a hold of Reichel yeah, and have really yeah. this. Yeah. Nice. Okay, now, because you had minor hockey, uh, any other interests in baseball as little kids? Because I know what you guys do now, oh, but little kids. I'm pretty it? sure we played every sport as a kid. Yeah. We played soccer. We baseball. played baseball. We played... I don't know what else we 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 played a lot. Yeah, that might have been it, but yeah, yeah well, we, we did it. we did karate. <laughs> yeah, we did karate. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah okay. when it was at St. Anne's uh, High School. Okay, now it is adults. Oh, you guys fill us in because we all know you're into the fighting game. Yeah. What have you taken? What have you done? What kind of classes? Um, we are, yeah. most of us know you guys have had a fight. Yeah. Um, give it. Give us the rundown. Yeah. We'll start with Go DJ. Ahead, DJ. Um, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I just like to do a little bit of everything. But I mean, the things that have kind of stuck around are like. Now, when I was younger, I did graffiti, and I still kind of doodle every now and then, but uh, fishing, uh, longboarding, which is like skateboarding, but more just cruising around, mountain biking, just being outside. You know, we got the baby, so now it's like I get to be a kid again. I can go down slides and shit. So, 
It's an excuse to be immature. <laughs> now your fighting game, like wait, what, yeah, what we, are you taking? What have you taken? We got, uh, like I said, we did karate. Um, yeah, we did Ishinru for like, I don't know, three, four, four years. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and then we got involved in uh, kickboxing or mixed martial arts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, actually right after dad passed um, because one of the nurses was married to someone that Derek's wife Annette had grown up with and just through conversation she mentioned her last name and just throwing it out there she asked if she was married to this man and it happened to be her old childhood friend he owned a gym he came to meet us said hey come on out you can blow some steam on the bag and yep, change your life also we've been going there for six years now yeah. so. oh I thought you moved on from one, uh, from like an MMA style to something else. We well, did, yeah. We, when we started, it was everything, right? Because it was new to us, so we just wanted to try it all out. But like in time, we just gravitated more to basically just striking punches, kicks, elbows, knees. Okay. Yeah. So we like the ground the stuff first, but I'm yeah. too long for that shit. That's for like the small, <laughs> stocky guys because they can pin you down. But. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It <laughs> is. It's, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Now yourself. Bad. Your same same, lineage, same, same thing, everything. yeah, same thing. Uh, yeah. When it comes to sports, we've done the same things. Uh, karate did the same, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun to have a brother doing the same type of thing because we can just go and beat each other up uh, once a week, and you, get all, you always get yeah, someone to practice yeah, with. Yeah, somebody to practice with. But yeah, just uh, we've done Muay Thai for for a long time now, and we've actually gotten graded on it, and wow. uh, had a couple fights our, ourselves. And yep, yeah. There's like the guy that we trained from. He learned from someone who's straight out of Thailand. Like he was. Uh, his name's Métis, but he's <laughs> he's probably this like maybe five seven, hundred and fifty pounds. But I swear to God, the guy's got bowling balls. Oh, so I could kick his ass then. No, <laughs> he would end your life very quickly. Um, but he's I swear to God, he's got bowling balls in his calves. Like he, look at these things. Come on. <laughs> well, that's because you're carrying so much weight yeah. up top. It's got to support what's all basketball foundation. Right there. <laughs> He's okay, but you guys had you guys had an MMA fight. We had we'll start uh, with you. How did yours go? What? Oh, mine wasn't good. I don't like talking about my fight. Ah, uh, yeah, gotta, we got it. Uh, we have to talk about so it. So my yeah. first <laughs> MMA fight, I believe, Dad had passed, and we uh, we got into the whole uh, mixed martial arts thing. It was about a year later, and our coach said, "Hey, yeah. you know, like, why don't you guys try a fight? You're getting pretty good." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we we took a fight. But when uh, when I fought, I fought a guy who knows a lot of jujitsu. And I didn't know much jujitsu, right. so I was all right for the stand-up part. And then when he took me down, I was done. So I got tapped out. Uh, that was my first fight. Uh, my second fight, I did kickboxing. Uh, it was more like just a, a, they call it a smoker. It's like an exhibition type fight. There's no record. Yeah, there's no record. It's like but, an exhibition uh, match in in hockey. Yeah, yeah I okay. fought a guy who was uh, actually after I fought him, he went to fight for a title in. Uh, more, uh, mixed martial arts and he ended up winning but I lost to him too but that was a really good fight actually I lasted all three yeah, rounds that was, yeah. so I nice guess, yeah no, now, that was it am I wrong in saying that there was a small group of guys from the from the club that went to see the fight oh yeah, there was, was yeah, yeah, there the was. MMA fight I'm talking yeah. about yeah, yeah Scott Rosie Rosie yeah. Yeah, was, was there, there. Yeah, Rosie went. Don think, uh, yeah Don was, Don there. was there I want to say maybe Peaks was there but I don't know I smoke yeah. a lot of weed so now your fight um, yeah, actually, I was pretty stoked for it. Um, I just, like I said, like Derek said, our coach was like, hey, you know, it's been a year or whatever. Why don't you guys see what you got? And I don't like to do something without kind of measuring myself. So um, I basically was like, sure, why not? Let's see what this year's uh, done to me kind of thing. And uh, I went in there. It was it was a pretty good fight. He, uh, 
he pretty much beat my leg into raw meat. Uh, so it was kind of hard to, to walk afterwards, but um, it was a good fight. It went three rounds, but uh, we were both pretty tired at the end. It was, it was a lot of like tit for tat. And uh, the last 90 seconds or so, he hit me with a head kick, knocked me into the fence, and then he just ran in, gave me a little one-two with a side piece of soda, and that was it. They called side it. piece of soda. <laughs> so one thing to note about that is that DJ had one-year experience in his fight. The guy he fought, didn't. they didn't say this originally, but he had about eight, nine, eight, eight to nine years' experience. Wow. And, and the other thing... all rounds with him. So. His, his cousin, who he trained with, is now in the UFC. He taught him how to do weight cutting. So the, I... I'm, everyone knows I'm, like you say, cock and ribs. <laughs> That'll so, come uh, up later, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I was about 130, 135 pounds, and I went down to 125 to fight this guy. Um, he was about 145, 150. So his cousin taught him how to basically, like, water dehydrate yourself so he could get to the weight for the weigh-in. And then the next day he was back up to 144, he said. I talked to him afterwards. So I was 126. He was 144 on the night wow. of our fight, so you know that's incredible. Yeah, we don't, we didn't. I did a lot better that way. Well, because. somehow, and I, it's that's quite a while ago. I don't remember how I was able to watch the fight. I don't know if it was YouTube or whatever. Probably Facebook. And I don't remember your fight too well, but I do remember watching DJ's fight, and I just remember that guy just beating your leg and beating your leg and beating yeah. your leg. And I'm yeah. sitting there with my hands clenched, going, "Holy shit, what the hell!" And it, and I knew eventually you were event you were going to have to yeah. either go at him or something and I I just sat there with my eyes wide open going oh my god you guys have all the balls in the world it's weird because like it doesn't hurt like it hurts but it doesn't hurt like it, not yet it, it feels yeah. like burning afterwards. it feels like burning but then like from the cage to the back room I sat down and I don't think I got up without yeah, anyone else's help, help after yeah. that actually I went we went to Don Cool's house afterwards because he was like hey man come for a soak in the hot tub so this is when he lived um, out near like McGregor yeah so we went to his house in the hot tub and he had a bucket of ice uh, so I'd basically go 15 in 15 out 15 in the ice and 15 in the hot tub and yeah. it helped like I think actually I think Derek carried me to the back I actually so. did I physically <laughs> carried him like, whatever I don't give a shit yeah. oh my god oh no all the all the credit in the world I had I couldn't do it not a chance I had I had Brian as a brother so I didn't fight anybody <laughs> it's an odd fascination I'll say no. that much all I had to do is say oh yeah I'll go with my younger brother <laughs> Brian would take care of it. He sure would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys have a long lineage in the club. And it goes all the way back to the 80s, like I said in the intro. And you have numerous members in the club that are uh, family members. Yep. Either like direct blood members or related to you guys. We've got your old man. Yep. And like I said, it was all the way back in 86. He started. And that's shortly uh, before I played a couple of years. And then... Uh, I moved on to play some league and then I came back again but I played with your dad numerous times through my 20s and stuff and I've learned a lot of I learned a lot from him because my my game's a little bit like him where I don't shoot I pass Mm -hmm. and I see it in both of you guys yeah I love catching your passes yeah I see but I see it in you guys I see you skate like your dad Derek does and DJ you, you you're looking all the Frantic time as fuck. and and you can't score like you're <laughs> yeah the same thing yeah, yeah it's pretty much the one same of these thing. days I'll chuck my uh, stick over the over the boards right that's <laughs> 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 yeah that comes up later with the, with the questions from the club yeah, yeah. with Chitsy um, okay and then now you got your uncle Chitz yep. who yeah. is 
Get, just give oh, a quick. So yeah. Oh, my ha- godfather. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, my mom's uh, brother-in-law. So he's yeah. related to us through my mom's side. That's my aunt Juanita. Right. Uh, that's her husband. So. And he's never changed. He's always been the same. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncle Sean. That's my godfather. As you can tell by his attitude. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they picked the right ones here. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. They, they must have known something, right? She, well, she grew up with him, so yeah. she's probably seen it happening. Yeah. Maybe that's karma for uh, her. Well, right? Sean have this one. Yeah. Are you going to be miserable like him when you're older, too? <laughs> probably already on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my mom's brother, and uh, his wife is Janine. Yeah. Ed Mater. Yep. Uh, cousin Ed, yeah, yeah, cousin Ed, uh, our cousin Kelly is yeah. who he's married to. So. She, she actually used to. She was a substitute teacher, so she actually probably taught she both taught of us, us throughout yeah. the years yeah, at various for, for times. Me. She tutored me too when I was younger. Yep, math. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I can remember that. Yeah, yeah. and Kenny Dame, cousin. Yeah. That's cousin, 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 Kenny. cousin Kenny. We slept in his bed for one season while we uh, stayed with Aunt Sandra and Uncle Randy. Yeah, and my dad probably went on like a ball tournament or something, so yeah. we had to stay there. And, yeah, I just yeah. remember it was a water bed and having to share a water bed with a younger brother. Yeah, it was, it was like basically like yeah, swimming in the ocean so, or sleeping in the ocean. But at the same time, it's a little weird that Kenny's sister married Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, just just putting that out. I don't there. know if the, I don't know if those two knew each other no, prior to, no, and they there's no blood issues there whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's it's not what I'm implying. It's a tight family, that's for sure. And uh, and you got and you have Stevo, and we have Stevo. Yep, yeah, Stevo Luvo, Stevo never CEO. <laughs> Maybe he'll be back. I don't who's, know. We hope so. Yeah, I so that's Stevo, yeah. Uh, that's Chitsy's son-in-law, who's he's married to Amy. Yeah, Amy is our cousin. Yep. Any uh, any others I'm forgetting? Missing? Um, I mean, I would consider you and your brother yeah, a bit of definitely. an extended family because yeah, I literally have known you guys my entire life. Yeah, we see you guys as like nephews yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we've been together since you were born. Yeah, yeah. watch you guys. Yeah, your mom babysat us when we were yeah. little, little, and then we babysat you guys. Yep. God, I hope yep. I'm not forgetting anybody. I'm pretty but. sure everything from the age of five to ten we inherited from you guys yeah. too. Yeah, whether it be clothes, beds. Yeah, oh, that all comes out. This yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna love the questions later. <laughs> yeah, Give me one. Okay, now your childhood, growing up on Shawnee Road. Yeah, that was long. What are your memories? How okay? How long did you live there? Because you, you guys uh, left. I was there about 17 years before I moved out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we moved out in. We moved to Michael Drive in I want to say 2010. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2010. So. Yeah. I was there for about 20, 22 years. Yeah. Um, that was that was honestly the best place to grow up ever. I mean, we I had a handful yep. of kids that were... And I have to as well. Yeah. That was great. We had I a mean, handful of kids that were our age, yeah. so we always had people at the bus stop to hang out with, waiting yeah. for the bus, yeah. and to hang out with after school. Um, it was still one of the more uh, less developed areas of Shawnee as far as our childhood goes, so... After school, we could go into the field and look for garter snakes and bring mantises and build tree forts forts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention we'd have like six or seven backyards to play tag in, and like your your parents included, they were they were like two doors two doors down. Yeah, we had Pat next to us, and then oh yeah, we had. And then uh, your your parents and I'd say a good six backyards to play hide and seek. Slider was next to him at one point too. Right, I thought it was pretty cool that. When you guys, when your dad had finally uh, had purchased that house, which is your grandparents' house, yeah, yep, yeah. you um, 
your dad and your mom live there and they start having a family, but we were young and your dad used to play with us, play ball, play catch, yeah. uh, play 21 in the backyard and yeah. all this stuff. He used to tell us all And he were, we were close to about a decade apart or so. So we're seven, eight, nine years old. Your, your dad's in his late teens. And then you guys come along and you're young and we're playing the same stuff with you guys exactly. later yeah. on. No, playing catch crazy. against my dad's garage, my pip's garage next door. That. I can yeah. imagine stuff that's like probably that. a really surreal feeling yep. for you. It's but if you want to hear a really funny story, it was, okay, my dad grew up three doors down from you, then built two doors down from you. Mm-hmm. And my dad married my mom, who lived two doors down from your dad's, your dad, where your dad grew up. So my mom and dad yeah. met each other on Shawnee Road, got married, and had had a family lived on Shawnee Road. Your mom and dad they lived did. two doors down from each of those yeah, parents, got close. married, fell yeah. in love, had a family on Shawnee Road. Yeah. And it's kind of, a, and then we had three boys, and your, your parents had two boys. Yeah. It's, it's quite the lineage there as well. No, you know, it, it's, it's had a lot. Your of mom and my mom are related. Are they not? I don't know. I mean, I grew up on, I grew up thinking they were. Same last name, Petrie, but I don't think there's any relation there if oh. there is it's very distant okay yeah I, again I learned, a tight family. Yeah. I learned something today yeah <laughs> i've never seen it there might be because it's a pretty big name but it's uh yeah yeah and it's all in tecumseh okay now your dad was a big athlete he played everything under the sun oh yeah the only thing i could even remotely keep up with him in was golf and maybe hockey when i got older not when i was young once i got older probably but, in the short game but golf but your old man could beat a ball yeah, like that was an, I don't almost know anybody I could ever see. Yeah, I ever play with. I don't know how we, he did it. We talked about this actually when you were over there a couple weekends ago. But uh, he, um, I, like I, I think I said to you earlier, I was like, if I could have inherited any athletic ability from him in any sport, it would be driving a golf ball because it took off like a fucking fighter jet. And I remember going to places like Bingham's, and he would we'd go to the driving range just to hit some balls. And he would actually be driving the back net of the driving range. Oh, yeah. And there's people, people who actually, live behind it. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, you know, the guy's telling us to like tone it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> we go to we go up north with you that one time. And yeah. we, again, we talked about this. And he was driving the island across the across Well, we the would lake. sit on the beach. It's a shore. It's not really a beach. But we'd yeah. sit on the shore. And we'd tee up a golf ball. And directly across from us on the island, there's, there's a cottage there. Now, I would drive a golf ball. And on my best hits, I would just... Landing it on shore Tapping on the, the island. Your dad was clearing the first row of trees in the air. <laughs> and the only other one I saw do, do that was Dubois when he came up with us. They, they, and I had to actually tell them to aim left and right because <laughs> they were hitting the cottage. Oh, I was geez. hearing balled golf balls beat off somebody else's cottage. I'm like, oh, oh guys, so you're going to break a window or something or go that way. Yeah. Do you have any speculation on the distance that that no. would be? No, I it was now that far. we have range finders, I'd love to see it. But yeah, the, yeah, they could far. carry a golf ball, carry a golf ball well over uh, 250 he's yards. He's won some year. long drive. Oh yeah, yeah I know. I can yeah. like I think I remember in like the 335. If yeah, that's, those are his maybe I'm exaggerating, yeah. but yeah. 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 Now he played baseball. He played for the Tecumseh Thunder. He played for the Chiefs. Uh, he was really proud. For the Chiefs. Of I thought it was the Chiefs. No, he played for Tecumseh Thunder when he was a kid. He okay, played, and the Chiefs is the senior team. Yeah, the Chiefs is the senior team. Green Giants. Yeah, yeah, same same guy. I think. Out of all, like my dad, my dad played basketball in high school. But yeah. I think out of like all the sports that he's ever done, 
I think baseball was his, his yes. leading passion. Yeah. And I think Uncle Chitsy's the same thing. I think so. Absolutely. If he had to choose yeah. a game, he'd give up golf, he would give up hockey. Both of those guys would give up both those things to be able to play baseball. I yep. would agree with that. And actually he did at, to a degree. Like yeah. I think when he blew, I think it was his knee. Yeah. He blew his knee up, he stopped playing hockey. I think that was, you said 2004? Yeah. I, I can't remember the date when he did that, but it was probably in and around that time where he hung it up. So, yeah, But right. he still played baseball. Okay, well, I'll move ahead on one of the questions I have. After that, he got into refing. Yeah. Yep. That came from going back to when we played uh, Actually, house league hockey. I think that was from when I got hurt, if, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, from... Uh, With the tomahawk? Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it started. He, uh, he was watching. I was playing a game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was playing a game and uh, I was against a kid who was, I was actually friends with, and uh, I, I don't know what I did. I must have said something to him, but he ended up sl- two hands slashing me right in the throat. So I fell down. Baseball bat swing. Even breathe. And my dad was just watching at the time, right? The refs did nothing. They didn't see it. Nothing, right? So I skated back to the bench, and actually, no, he was behind the bench at that time, and I couldn't even breathe. I, sk- I got up, skated to the bench. And he was all pissed off, and then he got into it with the refs, and he was, the guy says, well, if you think you could do a better job, why don't you can do it, you know? And he's like, oh, I think I will. So he did. And I'm pretty sure that's how he got into it to start yeah. anyways. Wow. And not to maybe cast a negative light, but the kid who did it, like Derek said, he was friends with, his grandfather, which makes it sound even worse, but kind of like how Derek's a 36-year-old grandpa. This guy was in his late 40s. My dad was early 40s anyways he started basically talking shit about my brother and my dad hearing this pinned him up against the glass in the in the stands and it ended up getting quickly broken up but it's, my dad was a very passive person mm-hmm. yeah, so he to didn't see fight. him Definitely. He, didn't he was he was more of a, a, a warrior of words than uh, fists yeah. and uh, oh he was quick witted yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Very sure. quick with it. And uh, sure. so to, to see that was like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> so, Get her, Dad. <laughs> but he got he got right into it, though. Like, he didn't just ref. He got into, like, uh, overseeing referees. He got, yeah, he when he passed, to, he was the chief he was referee. referee. Yeah, yeah, he was the chief referee. Yeah, yeah. He had, like, the highest job, I guess, you could yep. probably have. It was um, the boss of referees, yeah, if yeah. you want to dumb it down. Yeah, he watched all it took care of all the kids yeah. that were coming through. Oh, and he was super Who gets graded. He was super games too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was very involved in that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I never really knew how much of an impact he had, if you don't mind me going into it. Oh, bring but, it uh, I remember at his funeral, I seen um, like a young boy, I don't know, maybe 15, 16. He was just bawling his eyes up. Brian Dupley. I don't know. I don't even know what his name was. But I was like, who, who is this guy? Like, I've never seen this guy. And apparently he was, my dad was actually like teaching him like. Mentor. If yeah, you mentoring want. him. Yeah. And, and had a ref. And like, well, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't know he was that involved. I really didn't know he was that involved yeah. in it. You know? Must so, make you wonder where this kid is now. If yeah, he's still exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't believe he's refing, but yeah. he's. Um, I know. His, I know who he is. He, it, like when my dad was sick, his parents were. You know, like like my brother said, he developed a a, a bond with this kid. He, um, I think he kind of was able to realize the value in some people, and you know who he could concert his his effort into, and that was one of those kids. And I think that kid realized it and appreciated it because they had a, a friendship beyond refereeing so yeah that's uh, great like so although it was a ref it was just way more i didn't, yeah. even, we didn't even know about hence why we have 
the jersey in the in Tecumseh Arena. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah so the he jersey, was highly respected. Yep. Right yeah. next to and the FKC. Rightfully so, they honor him with the jersey. Yeah, no, the that was great. Yeah. yeah. Same with the pass. I hope everybody in the club knows that that's up there and why it's up there. And now, if not, now they do. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it's got the name on there. So, yep. I mean, they they could probably deduce that neither of us are referees. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you never had any aspirations? I actually know. did to a degree, but I realized I probably wouldn't be able to to devote the amount of time necessary and being yeah. my dad who he was in that I didn't want to like half ass it right. so I just realized as much as I'd like to it wasn't rational so yeah good yeah. okay now I know myself because my dad was an original member so that's all the way back to 69 and growing up through the 70s and early 80s I have memories of the club from him coming home on a late Friday night after an egg age <laughs> or or the next day you couldn't get up in the morning or whatever. There was, I have lots of memories. Any memories of you guys that you? <laughs> this could this could drag the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this feel free way. to cut because us off whenever. This we isn't can, just about your dad, right? Yeah. This isn't just about your dad. This is about the club. Yeah. So yeah. this is these are memories from you guys about your dad with the club. Yeah. So, well, why don't you start? I, I got a couple right yeah, off the hop. Yeah, go ahead. I know there's one that we probably both have yeah, in probably. mind, but the one I one thing I can remember is you know you'd always. I don't know if it was the day of or the day before he airs uh, equipment out on the back porch and leave his bag open and everything. And I can remember one time like wanting to go to hockey with him, so I would put his stuff in the bag and like overtop myself and then close the bag up inside <laughs> it in hopes that he would like not know I you was. You could still there. fit. He too. could still probably. Fit. Oh yeah, with the equipment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was like that was just kind of like the first time I ever like. Was like, oh, I want to play hockey like dad. You know what I mean? So, and I was four. So, <laughs> yeah. But I'll let you share the the one the the egg age story if you want. Is this the one where we walked the home? Fence. <laughs> oh, that's great. So good. You guys do know the story. Oh, oh yeah, verbatim. <laughs> so we didn't really know to the extent of the story until the next day. Yeah, like we didn't have the concept of like what the we egg age was and, and yeah. what you guys did. So and, we knew he played hockey every Friday, and we knew that sometimes he would stumble in a little late and make a lot of noise uh, but I remember this the, the was, one Saturday we probably didn't realize it till the next morning because that's when he realized it yeah I remember I, I heard him come in one Friday night it was super late and he, he didn't sound good Saturday morning and it was Saturday morning <laughs> yeah well yeah Saturday. it was after an egg yeah, yeah probably about four or five but uh, I remember waking up in the morning and he was he had he was gonna take me out I don't remember where we were going but we were gonna go somewhere and uh, I was like, oh, you know, are we still going? And mom said, you know, your dad's not feeling so good today, you know, maybe not going out anywhere. I said, oh, okay. And I remember I went to the living room. He was laying on the couch, and I think he had blood all over himself. It was all over his leg. <laughs> yeah. And uh, From what I can remember, he woke up with the blanket stuck to I'm him. pretty sure he blew out his <laughs> knee. Uh, probably, uh, yeah, who knows to the extent of his injuries, but... Come to find out, he uh, decided to walk home from the AH. Super responsible. Yeah, smart move. Uh, the <laughs> Which, funny thing. Sorry, just no, to interject real quick. So I know it's it's on an intersecting road, but it's very close to Shawnee Road, the, the north of side of yeah. Shawnee Road, yeah. like yeah. north south, of the express. South side. Sorry, yes. south of the south. Ex- yeah. yeah. So so he had to basically cross the expressway to come home, and there's a fence on our side of Shawnee Road that he'd have to bypass. So yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
I guess uh, what happened was is it, it took him a little while, I guess, to cross the expressway, uh, you know, with cars coming here and there, and he's probably drunk. I'm sure it wasn't that uh, not probably that bad. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's you know, he up. probably just saw lights and <laughs> thought they were cars. Uh, but yeah, I guess he tried to climb the fence. Long story short, uh, got his pants or his leg caught on the top. Yeah, he got, he yeah. got hung up and ended he got up his jeans caught. Yeah, he got yeah. his jeans caught and, and landed on his back. And somersaulted and ripped and. Whatever, come to find out, there was a hole in the fence. Right yeah. next to where, right he, next to where he landed. Because <laughs> yeah. we used to use that hole to get through. Yeah, yeah. Some, kids, some kids cut it, yeah. and it stayed that way. It would get it would get tied up, and they'd cut, and they'd it, cut again. it again. Yeah. It was actually yeah. that day I realized, so that's what happens on Friday nights. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is what could happen. All right. <laughs> Copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. times is what I think. That was yeah. one of the stories my dad shared when yeah. you'll oh, hear that's it after. Yeah. yeah, oh, that was great. Um I, I mean, I think once Derek got old enough, he was became the guy who saved him from the fence and had to pick him up yeah, from the was, age. That was how I got into it, actually. He would ask me if, I, oh, you know, buddy, I could uh, bring you out to play some hockey tonight. You want to come out? I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm 16 years old. Of course I want to play hockey with these grown men. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it was always a good time for me. But uh, come to find out, he actually probably just brought me so I could drive him home yeah. after. <laughs> hey, good, too. Good win wins, too. Win win. Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely, win he definitely win. just wanted to play with you guys because yeah. I'm going through the same thing now. Yeah. That my young youngest, Chad, he he just turned 18, so he he might play a couple times through the winter, although he's going away for school. But uh, I get to play with Matt, my middle one. Mm-hmm. And, but they drive themselves because yeah. they can't go to the bar yet, or Matt can now. I'm but still trying to the figure time out. he can go to the bar and he comes back. I'm still trying to figure out how he busted that glass. I'm saying the yeah. structural integrity was compromised. <laughs> That's my middle side, yeah, Matt. <laughs> First time out. It was in the warm-ups. in warm-ups. He, there's no goalie in the net, so he decides to take a slap shot, misses the net, as he always does. <laughs> it was above, I think. It, he went over the crossbar, and he hit the glass, and it shattered. It just, <laughs> he felt so bad. He's an 18-year-old kid. He's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? How did I do Who that? <laughs> Who brought <laughs> that guy out? I'm sure he had a yeah. half wrap. Oh, he felt sure. so bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, now, we're going to get into your dad's illness. Okay. Yeah. Um, when, like, when did it start? When did you guys find out? Things um, like that. I'll, I'm just going to kind of leave this in your, your court, and you guys give me the rundown of what your dad went through. Um, Derek, well, why don't I start with, uh, I remember visiting him once in the summer, and he had uh, what he thought was a pinched nerve in his leg. You know, he thought, uh, yeah. you know, he just, he had some problem with his leg. It yeah. was it was bugging him, whatever, and ball season was coming up. Just to just to get before you because I I still yeah, lived at home at the lived. time. Yeah, you lived with them. So I still lived at home at the time, and uh, I remember like I was on midnights and I I woke up and he's walking by my room and he's got this like like his foot's asleep like this foot drag thing going on. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? He's like, oh man, my my legs asleep. So whatever, a week ago or a week later, I come home. He's sitting he's sitting in the living room with his pants down to his ankles and an ice pack on his knee, and I'm like the fuck did you do now because he's had his fair share of injuries throughout the years and he's like I don't know he's like it just feels like my legs always like tingly and like feels like it's asleep so I just feel like I got something going on so he put some ice on it whatever and then like Derek said he went to the doctor the doctor's like probably got a pinched nerve it's not uncommon people your age you know he was more concerned about playing ball he yeah. was trying to just get ready for ball he he's said, like I'm not missing ball for yeah. this you know? the doctor said four to six weeks it'll work itself out and my dad wanting to make sure he was ready for ball, wanted to be proactive. He was like, well, can you prescribe some physio so I can try to work it out, get the ball rolling? So he was doing some physio uh, to try to mitigate the problem. Um, 
I would say maybe two weeks into his physio, the girls that were there, and like I, I want to give testament to people that are just not like not satisfied or like complacent because right. these Good girls two weeks in were like, "You're an active dude. You play all kinds of sports." Given what this is, you should be showing some progress by now. And if anything, you're stagnant. So they sent him to the ER or to the hospital. Well, they just, told him to go right to ER. And, yeah, and just and on. and get and they'll basically take it from there. I think they called ahead to let him know he was coming. So again, I was on midnights at the time. I was still living at home. I was at work. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah tried, I remember that day. That yeah. Was, uh, he tried calling me at two, and uh, I didn't answer. Call me again. This finally, is dad trying to call you, right? Yeah, yeah. Finally, I finally pick up, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hey, buddy, uh, I'm the, I'm just over at the the ER. Uh, I'm, I was on my way at physio, and they sent me over to the ER, so I didn't get a chance to feed the dog. So just make sure you feed the dog before work." He's like, "They're just checking out my brain." Like so, so nonchalant. Yeah. Like, hey, like matter of fact, like don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> I just woke up, so I'm thinking, like, what do you mean they're looking at your brain? You're at physio. Like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, weird, yeah. So, again, just fresh out of a slumber and, and probably working myself up for no apparent reason, I get all bent out of shape. Derek's at work. Um, you called me. I called you. You called me. I answered. I was on break. It was, like, 4 o'clock, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I was all worked up. Basically told him what my dad told me, and he was like, all right, I'm coming home. We'll go see what's going on. So, um, I think Derek called his wife. Uh, she decided to go with us. We lived right next door to each other. You guys were yeah, right down the a block yeah. away. Yeah. Um, feel free to interject anytime. But we uh, end up at the at the ER, and we just basically say like, "Oh, my dad's here." We show up. And, like no no sooner do we get to where he's supposed to be, he's not there. Yeah. His, the, like the head nurse of the ER shows up and she's like, oh, are you the family of so-and-so? And they look at my brother's wife and she's like, yeah, we're all family. Like basically like, don't fuck around. Anyways, she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, I'll let you know what's going on because your dad doesn't seem to be uh, registering it as, you know, we'd, we'd expect. Um, but we did find uh, some, some masses in his brain, uh, three to be exact. Um, she's like, the largest one is about four centimeters. We're running some more tests to try to figure out uh, what it is. So, like like I said, we just walked in the door, and, and basically they tell me, she's like... She's telling us he has brain wow. cancer. Basically yeah. tells me, yeah. It was she's, such a shock. I man. think she said... Such a yeah. shock. The guy I think doesn't even know how to handle it. A whole lot of bedside manner there. Well, as they're so, drunk, again... A little too blunt. Yeah, I, well, guess. I, I, I guess. In, in hindsight, I'll totally forgive that, because... Yeah, like, like I said, job. Like I said earlier like testament to the people that aren't satisfied mm -hmm. the person who they were they basically they did like the whole like you know reflex test that type of shit and they were noticing some like almost like mental inconsistencies so that's what made them want to look at his head anyways she one of the nurses were like oh we'll schedule an mri he'll come back in february i think it was june uh no it was uh may and uh the one the head nurse was like no it's free We'll send him right now. Yeah, he stayed. That, that so night. they sent him to get the MRI, and boom, they find masses in his brain. So they, I'm sure they knew more than they probably wanted to tell us because she was yeah. very matter-of-fact that it appeared to be cancerous. Like, Which I was actually surprised that she yeah. you know, said that like just so bluntly. Mm -hmm. And it like, didn't oh, register. Okay, well, this, he's got brain yeah. cancer. Okay. It, it didn't really register for that, right away. For that yeah. sake because 
how nonchalantly she said yeah. it. But again, I have to thank her because she was the one who was like, let's just do it now. Yeah. Right. No, and, for sure. And in, re- and in reality, if they waited till February, he would have been dead for four months. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyways, uh, from that point on, he did his treatment and... And he had some good spells after that, did he? Did he not? Well, yeah. Like for the most part, nothing was really the matter. Like uh, he was fine. Like he he stayed there for two, three days, and then he went home for about a week or so. They did an MRI or uh, sorry, a biopsy because throughout all the tests, they found like with brain cancer, it's usually starts somewhere else and right. ends up in the brain, but they couldn't find it anywhere else. So they right. decided they were going to look at the brain, the tissue in the brain, and see if it was local or if it because they can tell where it comes from anyways it turns out that's where that's where it was and unfortunately when they did the biopsy it was kind of like nestled in the middle yeah, it was so pretty big too they had to go it yeah about three centimeters largest right? largest was was four was four maybe yeah. it's redundant but um yeah when they had to go through some good stuff to get to the bad stuff so unfortunately after the biopsy he couldn't really walk that well so he was again couldn't really walk at all. It was all. like let's do some physio. I want to get walking again. Yeah. So he right. was he was totally gung ho with everything throughout yeah. the whole process, and really nothing didn't really kind of start to take a turn until he was done everything. Because yeah. it was right. a, it was a very interesting process, if I can paint it in any kind of positive right. light. Scientifically, anyway. Yeah, it was yeah. it was amazing. They basically were like laser beaming the tumor instead yeah. of just giving a, a blanket right. yeah, napalm, if you want to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I remember because I had gotten the news from my parents and told me that Danny had brain cancer. He was in the hospital. They're they're doing this and that. And then he had come out and because it's not like he was that bad right away. He was having issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he'd come out and then you wouldn't even know it really. I, I I'll let you guys talk about how long he fought afterwards, but yeah. it wasn't too long before he had really started to decline. Yeah. I saw him at the arena. Him and your mom were standing. And I know he was watching some kids on the ice refing because he was still, he couldn't let it go. Yeah, he couldn't. He was still there. And I saw him and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I'm like, oh my God, Danny's here. I like, he's out of the hospital. I got to go say hi. So I went and talked to him, give your mom a big hug and your dad a big handshake. And I had a really nice conversation with them at the corner of the boards and, and to come see arena. And that's, I think that was the last time I talked to him. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, you know, he... He it, like it's funny. I was actually talking to DJ about this recently. We had a nice conversation, but uh, it seemed to me like it was years before he passed. But it was in actually maybe about six months from the t- time of diagnosis. Maybe it, it, six it, to eight months. By the time maybe? they actually, so like I said, he was like had a little like sleepy leg in May. Yeah. By June, they deduced that it was, or they figured out that it was brain mm-hmm. cancer, and he passed in September, as I'm right. sure most know. Yeah. So that's what six months. Yeah. Yeah. So he. They uh, gave him. Yeah. They gave him. They gave him six. They gave him six to twelve. Yeah. But they said probably six. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a tough day. I'm sorry. That was only three months. From June to September is only three months. Right. That's pretty much how they put it to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that was a very a matter of fact kind of like. Well, how is he going to say it really? Right. Yeah. And and it's. Man, like just like like reliving the, it's it's crazy how you just kind of almost like dismiss things or I don't know if you like soften the blow to yourself but it was just like 6 to 12 huh like well it's almost a year so it's like some people would say like wow like this time in a year like I might not have a father I was looking yeah. at it like well we've got like a year to do yeah 
whatever. And he was, he was just like, well, what can, what can we do to, to fight it? So they developed a treatment for him and everything. And, yeah. and that was, that was the start. So June, he, he started fighting and, and September was, was when it, uh, when it, yeah, he won in air quotes. Right. Yeah. I don't consider it that way, but of course not. Yeah. Well, I got to say you guys have handled it like champs. We've watched you guys through the last how many years? How long has it been? Uh, it'd be six in September. Six, years. six. We've watched you guys. We've seen you guys. We interact with you guys, and you guys are handled it like champs. Because I watched my wife lose her mother at fifty. She was in her thirties. She was your age yeah. when that happened. You guys yeah. were even younger, and yeah, I have so much respect for you yeah, guys. The way you handled it, it was it was amazing. Yeah. So. It's it's we handled it in different ways, like. I think maybe because my brother's older, it was like my dad was like that guy, you know of what I course, mean? Of course, yeah. So I think seeing my dad start to go down and feel free to like provide your own insight, but I feel like it was like almost maybe a little too much to deal with. Yeah. And uh, I know like my mom was definitely dealing with it in her own way. It was yep. almost in a, I would maybe call it a little we were bit all of separate in a way denial. So yeah. like just seeing, yeah. seeing my mom and my brother, I was basically like, okay, well, I got to like do what I can kind of thing, right? Because it doesn't seem like they're dealing with it too well. Right. So it was like my brother started the grieving process almost before it even started. Yeah. Whereas, it was like I didn't even different. get a chance. I didn't give myself the chance yeah. to like absorb the severity of everything mm-hmm. until after I had that moment of right to breathe so to speak yeah so no I've watched it in person as well yeah uh, all I can say is about your dad he was a huge influence in my life as well because we were so close he was two doors down I remember we were little dudes your dad and your uncle Rick they'd go in the backyard and those guys could throw a freaking baseball <laughs> They would take a baseball, throw it straight up in the air, and uh, me, Brian, and Scott, or yeah, me, Brian, and Scott, would be standing there, staring up in the sky, and all we could see was this tiny little BB in the sky. We'd have our baseball gloves, and we'd be running back and forth trying to catch these damn things. And those two guys would do that with us. It felt like for four hours. Yeah, it was probably twenty thing. minutes. They did the it, same yep, thing with us. It was probably twenty minutes. But those guys always took the time out to yeah. play with us as little kids. And oh, then yeah. now we're getting older. Now, I mean, they're married to the same family, so it might have been equal parts of you and equal parts of them. Yeah. So we get (laughs) later on, we're in our late teens, we had a sand volleyball court in our backyard, which you guys know very well. And your dad and your neighbor um, does the goalie thing there. Oh, uh, Pete? Pete Crankshaw. And somebody else, I forget who it was, because we had three on three tournaments, and those three put a team together, and we would have tournaments in the backyard, and your dad was there. All the time, he oh, yeah. loved playing sand volleyball. He, if we were just back there just playing, your yeah. dad's hopping fences. He's yeah, coming over to sure. play all the time. Yeah. He absolutely loved it. And then later on, I get a little bit older. Your dad got me into uh, the Lakewood Golf League yeah. with Chitsy, really? Mosser, um, Chip Joe, all those guys. Nice, and that's yeah. how I got to know them even better. But I also had started playing was that hockey with us? them because uh, I was. Maybe give or twenty take. something. So no, you guys were born. Huh? You were young though. You were quite young. Yeah, because I don't. So they quite got that. he got me into that, and then we would go back to uh, Kangers afterwards, and I got to know all these guys even better than I just kind of met them. Yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, 
And then even later on in life, it just it wouldn't. Oh, then we go to Macquabi Lake with you guys were young. That was great. Time, we we man. take you guys to Macquabi Lake, and it time. still amazes me when we talk about that. How much you guys remember? I mean, you were young. I was you eight, guys, I remember. You guys four, remember man. that so vividly. Yeah. And was it was a great hand, vacation. Hands we had a down, lot of fun. Best vacation. I went to Disneyland. Hands down, that was the best yeah. vacation. Of my actually, life. that was after yeah. my dad's father passed. So my grandfather passed yeah. away. Yep. He actually came out because I think you guys actually thought maybe it would be good for him, you know, to come out. And, and I don't was, know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. But it was yeah. That was like one of the best childhood memories I have. Yeah. Like we yeah. were just. Me and Kelly had been doing a couple things with your parents. I forget what. Maybe we had been to a couple banquets or something. We had talked to them quite a bit, and yeah. and they lived right there next to my parents because when I would go to my parents, your parents would just walk oh, over yeah. and yeah. and they would just hang out. So we got to know them really good. And we were going to the cottage. You guys weren't doing anything. We're like, hey, come on with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had a great no, time. I can. I yeah. I'd honestly love to go back there just to see if my memory is. How accurate it is because I can remember. I think it is because the stuff you've told me it's pretty yeah. accurate. Like yeah. even going fishing yeah. in like there was a beaver dam that we used to go fishing yep. near, and I can remember shit in my pants because the the boat already had a leak in it, and <laughs> all I can see is these trees, these whole trees sticking up out of the water. I'm like, oh, we're I'm, I'm eight. I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna hit one, and we're gonna sink, and I can't swim. And pretty was, sure it was our yeah. job to flush out the boat while so we didn't. We wake up, yeah. We yeah. wake up in the morning, they give us a cup, probably a red solo cup from the night before, and yeah. we just yeah. dump it out. That boat is still sitting at the dock upside down it has been for years that was my grandfather's boat oh wow who my dad purchased and my dad has since purchased another boat 23 years ago wow. so that, that thing is still sitting there Crazy. anytime yeah. it needs to be used you can throw a motor on it and it's it still awesome. it still works actually when yeah. me and gabby went on our honeymoon we were probably an hour from the place and i was so i felt oh, so compelled God. to be like i wanted to see if i could find it or we'll like, get you guys up there sometime yeah, even if i would honestly uh, love that even if we just fun. do a guys weekend and get slider and brian oh, yeah, and scotty and sure. and we'll, sweet, we'll go up sometime we'll definitely do it again okay now let's we'll lighten it up a little bit now um a while ago I think it was shortly after you guys became full-time members. I think I don't even know if yeah, I think you had just turned a full-time member. I handed off the 50-50 to you guys. Yeah. And I'm I did it mostly because when I look at you guys, I see you guys in the future being a big part of this club. And because I'm fifty almost fifty-three. This isn't gonna go on forever for me. So yeah. like my dad did to to like Big P and all those guys and his dad did to those guys. They've handed it on to me and we're handing it on again and slowly went in. It was amazing. Not amazing. It was, it was great that you guys took, that you guys took it on. Um, where are we at with that? And do you guys, are you comfortable with it still? Are you oh, happy we're with it? Like, we're yeah, broke? We're oh, no, broke. you're not the embezzler no. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. Derek, Derek holds the money. I just do the talking. No, he, it, it's great. Um, I like it. It's uh, like I said. It's uh, it's kind of like my way to talk shit to all the people who are at the bar without actually being an asshole. Because actually, yeah. we've gotten some good uh, some good amounts of cash flow for our fifty fifties. It's worked just from yeah. that. Yeah, I just I basically yeah. I tell all the young kids, hey man, you, you all pitch in five bucks, you guys could be drinking for free tonight. That's and what I, I tell the old I tell the older ladies like, you know, meet me in the bathroom and I'll pick your number or something like yeah. that. But. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's I like because then you get to you get to recognize all the people outside of our group right. that go to that bar and it's yeah. call it what you will, but I, I like that place. Uh, it gets you involved. It's a it's a step, and it gets you involved. And I'm really happy you guys took it up. Yeah, me too. Okay, I like it. It's kind of this is gonna kind of our last question, and it, this one came up 
came to me really quickly when I was writing this up before I came here. Where do you guys see the club going in 15 to 20 years? Um, you know what? I would really like it to keep going. It actually depresses me now thinking that, like, you know, some of you guys are probably not going to be in there very much longer, and it, it, it sucks, you know? Like, so, I mean, I just, when I got into the group, I was so happy. Like, from that first day we were talking about at Hospice when Slider gave us the call, I was, like, stoked. I was like, you know, man, I grew up with these guys, you know, this is... I've been out with them before, like, this is the best, like, I played hockey, minor hockey, uh, I didn't really care for it, you know, I, I played pickup hockey with friends, there's a lot of Tommy tryhards, you know, I got in with you guys, and it was like, I know all you guys, this the is chemistry the most, is great, the chemistry is great, because I feel like an old man sometimes, you know, like, I just want to go out, have a good time, hang out with the, the guys, have a few drinks, and, uh, and that's it, man. And, so do you think you guys... As 30-year-olds and some of our younger 40-year-olds, think you got like we have the Laports coming through and uh, we have some younger guys in, in, uh, in a pinch and guys yeah, like that. Kids. Yeah. yeah, my yeah, kids I, and Kenny Dame has great. kids. Like, I, I the girls, uh, Eddie's girls, and I. Yeah. Do you so, guys think this can carry on? I mean, like absolutely. Like Derek said, like the biggest thing about growing up knowing about Friday nights was getting to play with you guys one day and. I'm not going to stroke your guys' egos too much because, <laughs> anyway. Oh, you don't have to. We have great. But, like, it was, like, it was cool to think, like, oh, I can, play, I can play some hockey with my uncles and you guys and my cousin Ken and stuff like that. And, like, get to know all the people that my dad considered his extended family. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's evident that FKHC has been almost a family thing. Right. Not even just in our family, but your family and Big Peace family. And, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it branches out that way. And that's, I think, what's going to keep it alive is the fact that we have a good group of people that just like to play some hockey and hang out. Um, I mean, if, I, if I'm going to be totally candid with you, I think we could be facing a little bit of like a... I mean, what you guys have done in the last... Like, since we've been a part of it, it's crazy. It's just been... A, sky's the limit, you know what I mean? You get... We got our own cuts for when yeah, we get Yeah, in the last few years, it's really gone great. Yeah, like it, and, it's, and, yeah. A, and it's awesome. Like we it's have totally, a lot of creative minds in the executive yeah, right now, and sure. beyond the, the executive, and things just keep coming yeah. out, like this podcast alone. Yeah. It was just we just keep coming up with ideas because we're just having so much fun with yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I remember, I remember being in my twenties and kind of like you guys, I was playing some like some fairly higher end leagues and tournaments and stuff, and I thought I was a pretty decent player. And then I would spare constantly through my 20s, and I would go play in Bell River at the time, and I would get schooled. Hang on one sec. We have, okay. we have, five, we have five more minutes. Everyone knows uh, there's no film in this camera. Yeah. Okay, so I would play with these guys, and I'd get schooled. And I knew I was getting to be a better player when I could finally compete with your yes, dad, Chitsy. Yeah. Even my old man yeah. and those guys, uh, Gary Laporte, yeah. and those guys that came before me, and now you guys are kind of feeling the same same yeah. thing yeah, as absolutely. we get older. Because, yeah. like you said in the intro, you know, Chitsy being probably the oldest member at to date now that yeah. Danny's yes. gone or yeah. whatever. Still um, I can't get around that guy. Like yeah. mostly because he doesn't care about the puck. He just wants to put you oh, against the yeah. boards. And he's yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It's like I, I know I'm probably never going to be a, a scouted or nothing, but yeah. it definitely makes me want to. 
try harder. <laughs> okay. Now, do you see yourselves taking on a leadership role? Because our executive is all well into our, or not well, we're all into our 50s. Yeah. And this is going to only last for so long. You guys see you guys... Given like you have a little prez coming up and guys like that and you guys are going to be taking over this thing yeah there's still a lot of guys in there that uh, definitely deserve shots at like becoming leaders but uh, if it comes down to it I would I would definitely like to keep this going like uh it's been such a like I look forward to Friday night on Monday morning. You know, what I mean? like yeah. I can't wait to get to Friday night. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing I look forward to. So, I mean, if everybody else feels the same way, I would love to keep that going. It's something for everybody to do. You know, it's a good time. It's yeah. always a good time. Yeah. So, and like you said, given the the generational gap between executives and the new the new group of people that are coming in, I hope there's not too much of a of a gap where we we take a downturn. And and like I said, you guys have created a. a a tough act to follow. Yeah, we set yeah, the bar for so sure. 100%. Yeah. I hope we I hope we can live up to it because honestly like as menial as it may seem to you guys or you know as because you guys have been in it so long as like normal as it may feel to like go out on Friday nights and play hockey it meant a lot to me to like grow to eventually become old enough to play with you guys. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't even know. Maybe it was maybe it became polarized when my dad passed and just wanting to play with you guys that much more because it felt like I was getting a chance to play with my dad. Yeah. Something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. And that's why when I was done playing league hockey, I was nearly done. I made the decision to stop playing on my Wednesday night league and come back to Friday night hockey full time because I wanted to play one more time with my dad as a full time member. But that year that I went, I decided to go back. He had hip replacement and he never played again. Oh, but no. I didn't get. To, but I played with him all through my twenties yeah. and thirties because I spared all the time. I was yeah. there. I was always there. But I wanted to play full time. I wanted to be a member yeah. and get back into it. Mm-hmm. And but I got to play with my brothers because Brian was still playing at the time. And I got to yeah. play with Scotty, yeah. so it was still great. And then yeah. never had a never never regretted it. Yeah, even yeah. for and a for second. Sure. Not to go back too far, but just as far as like the whole illness thing goes, like because I didn't really get a chance to say it, like. Just to let everyone know, like from the little things of, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Just from the little things from you guys taping up the bottle of Yukon with the white and black and passing it around the rooms yeah. and and having us out and and showing up to the funeral with the jerseys on, like just those little things, like goes to show, like to the members who may not have known my dad too much, to the people mm-hmm. who have known my dad for the majority of their lives, like you, like to see how. You guys can come together like that. It, it totally made it that much more meaningful. You know what I mean. And I can't thank all you guys Absolutely. enough for that. Yeah. Well, we're uh, this thing's almost out of time, so I'm going to finish it up, and then I'm going to re-record, and we're going to get into questions from the club because this is crazy. <laughs> you guys either you guys either piss somebody off or they love you dearly. Oh, so I just have to say I have a lot of respect for you guys, for your dad and your mother. Your mother didn't get mentioned a whole lot in here because it's about the guys club kind of thing. But your Sorry, mom, mom. Was, your mom was amazing. She and still is. She's a wonderful woman. Um, thank you guys so much, obviously for uh, for doing this. Thanks, and this was really smooth. I can't believe we just did a whole hour. Uh, yeah. So it felt long. I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to re-record, and we're going to start the questions from the club. Okay, now we have the uh, the segment I call questions from the club. All right, the boys are here because they're a little nervous because they told them I got a lot of great questions. They're burning one right now to kind of settle the nerves a little. All right. Flavored tobacco. Yeah. 
I have some really good ones. I, you guys either piss somebody off really bad or they love you dearly because these are great. Um, Big P, he was. Uh, let's start with his. Have you ever had sex with the same girl? Like, have yeah. we ever, have you ever had sex girl? with the same no, girl? No, but probably mm. close. No, yeah, it was probably close. Yeah, it was close, but... Yeah, no, but close. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I and pretty much warned him about the one that would have been close, <laughs> and he didn't fucking listen. No, instead uh-huh. I made it my girlfriend in the worst time of my life. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Next, uh, which one of you guys is sick and sore? And then okay. give the backstory of why so you're called sick I and sore. I was sick. Okay, so here's the deal. I actually contracted a flu... And I was pretty you make sick. Make it sound like okay. herpes. No, no, but it was a pretty. It was pretty bad. I was pretty sick. The funny thing was when I got a text from Uncle Sean. He said, "You playing tonight?" And I was like, "Honey, I'm gonna go." She's like, "You're not fucking going anywhere. You're sick. You're puking." Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, no, for real. And I. Uh, so you I said, "No, I'm sick." Yeah, I said, "No, yeah. I'm sick. I can't. Sorry." So then to bring it back around, me being sore was. We but it was the same night, wasn't it? Same night, yeah. Yeah, it was the same, same night. night yeah. So we were in, we started our MMA shit, and if you've ever done something new physical, it's <laughs> it's taxing on the body, to say the least. So I was beat to shit. So I was like, no, I'm like too sore to play hockey tonight, so sick and sore. Yeah, I remember Slider bringing it up in the dressing room. Oh, no, that one was sick, and this one was sore. And I it went, oh, they, the guys were ripping on you Just real like bad. Just like the note I would yeah. play if I was They're both sore. bitches. Oh, yeah, you're hockey players. You play through anything, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Uncle Titsy gave me, he gave me a few different uh, stories, and he told me, he says, I have a lot about the boys, but I got a lot about Danny. So... I'm just going to bring up the one story he gave me, and I'm going to save some of the other stories and stuff for when I interview him so we have something to talk about. Yep. But he mentioned that your dad would disappear from a party. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Yeah. Party? Okay. yeah, I think so, and it was yeah. out at way Scott, near actually, at the Heather, old... Yeah. Uh, it was like past let, Jefferson. Let, yeah, it's past DJ, Jefferson. DJ, this yeah, because that was yeah. the main person involved with it. Anyways, so it was a Super Bowl party at my cousin Heather's uh, house. Uh, my uncle Chitsy's daughter's house and uh, they were all watching the game and pff, probably the same reason he left the the, the AH AH that too. night he got a little too fucked up and he was like oh, I'm gonna go outside and get some air and it's like it's like my dad channeled Forrest Gump cause he was like oh you know I got some air I'm just gonna walk to the end of the driveway and he walks to the end of the driveway and he's like yeah, I think I'm going to go to the end of the road. And he goes to the end of the road and he says, I'm going to go around the block. Next thing you know, he's on his fucking way home from past Jefferson. And we lived on Shawnee, which is in Tecumseh. So the guys from the party call my house and they're like, oh, hey, is your dad there? <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's with you guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, he went outside to get some air and we haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> like, uh so-and-so's working, uh, wife's working, uh, the ambulance, so we sent them out looking for him, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So, my mom loses her shit, my, uh, I, I'm like, relax, mom, I'm like, I'll go with my aunt, which is my dad's sister, we'll go looking for him. So, uh, like I said, he, they were, like, near the Jefferson area, so we get on, on Tecumseh Road, and we start heading towards Jefferson, and we get to about Forest Glade Cinema, which is gone now, like Gus Revenberg, Chevy, all yeah, that area. Super Bowl. And I see this guy in a Philadelphia Flyers starter jacket, <laughs> leaning on a forward 45 degree angle, just letting momentum carry him forward, and it's my dad. <laughs> so, 
we we circle around, pull over, pick him up. He gets it. We're in a Dodge Dakota. He gets in. I get in the back. He sits in the front next to his sister. Looks over the passenger seat at me. He's like, his eyes look like two piss holes in the snow. He's like, oh hey buddy, how's it going? I'm like, where the fuck were you going? He's like, oh you know, I wasn't feeling too good, so I just decided I was gonna walk home. I'm like, well, you couldn't let someone know you were leaving? He's like, oh, I didn't want to bother no one. Yeah, that was dad. So he's like, yeah, I was walking, and some guy was like, hey, buddy, you know what time it is? And he's like, I looked up at him, he goes, does it look like I know what fucking time it is? And I just kept walking. <laughs> I was like, so, yeah, well, I picked him up, I brought him home, my mom was pissed, he went right to bed, and that's the story of that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and Chitty said, it, there's others. It wasn't oh, just that one. Yeah, that's the one I can remember. Yeah, it was a, a few times he did that. It. Okay. That was a good one. And then I went to my old man. I talked to Kenny, and uh, he, right away, he told this, we don't have to bring it up because he told the story about jumping the fence to the, the yep. hole being there for when it was ready. But he also mentioned, he says to Derek, he goes, do you remember, do you remember your dad? Calling you chicken leg. I sure do. Yeah. yeah. We, your parents would be over at our place in the backyard. You'd walk out of the door from your house two yards over. Your dad would go, chicken legs. <laughs> Just like that. Hey, you know, oh, he cracked me up all the time. Not much has changed. I no. Have chicken legs. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, I probably wasn't even You're a little younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mine, mine will come up later and you're involved in that one. But uh, anyway. And Hazer had a good one. Is there any sibling rivalry be- because one of you got all the style and talent while the other one got the brains? You know what I love about that question? Who got he didn't, what? He, Who didn't got say, what? he didn't say which is which. Well, I'm going to assume I got the brains. I, I'm going to assume. I know I can't play hockey I'm going to assume shit. you did too because I was never very good in school. I but Derek's not an idiot. Oh, I, I'm more street smarts. Yeah. I guess. But you're the boss now. I'm the boss now, but that's, <laughs> yeah, I know how to play the game. That's where he got the, that's where he got the physical ability from. Oh, that was a great question. Strong knees and jaw. <laughs> that's what I was talking about earlier. Uh Slider had a couple. Oh Says, boy. If you could Malachi crunch one person from the FKHC, who would who would it be the and fuck why? Is a Malachi you don't know what the Malachi crunch okay, is? No, so no you I've never heard of this. Oh, oh the no. Carl and the donkey punch. Well, the Malachi crunch, I think it was from the um, uh, shoot, uh, the Fonz. Hey! Yeah, Happy Days. You know we're only and 36 and 33, yeah, right? from Happy Days. Okay. And there was the Pinky Tusket Arrow. Yeah, they yeah. used to do yep. a, a uh, smash-up derby, and they were in that. Okay, I And they that. would team up on people, and they call it the Malachi Crunch. Okay. Which basically is two people teaming up on yeah. somebody from either Who end. Who would I do it to? Yeah, and, and why? why? Yeah. I would, hmm. me personally, I would do it to Willsey because... All I hear behind me when he's on the ice is... So he's definitely chasing me down. And all I can feel is my butthole getting loose because I feel like I'm going to shit my pants. Because <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do if he catches me. I honestly feel like nine times out of ten he just lays Oh, he'll catch you. <laughs> I feel like he just gives... Nah, I can't do it to him. He's too small. So, all you have to do is go one way or the other because he can't turn left or right. <laughs> he's like a muscle car. Yeah. <laughs> And yourself? Uh, um, and myself, I'd probably have to say my godfather, my loving godfather, Chits. That would be my second. Just because he's I can't a get fucking around. asshole and he always hooks me. <laughs> yeah. And he laughs about it like yeah. it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear Willsey's skates. I hear him going, <laughs> sorry, Chits. I love you. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, okay, Andre, 
piped up this morning when I put it on. He was he was on fire. I even asked Andre. He kept sending me questions. I says it was fun going first, wasn't? It? He goes, "Yep." <laughs> That's all he said. Yep. Uh, for DJ, now that you're older, tell us the real story why you got free golf balls from old Rand Russell. For people that don't know, Russ. Russell was an old man, an older guy that walked around town all the time, and he oh, was yeah. mentally challenged, yeah. and everybody loved him. Everybody would tease him and have great fun guy. with him, and he was great a great guy. guy. But he would just, it's Sean, your Uncle Sean especially, oh my God, the stuff he did to Russell was epic. It was so much fun. So we've why did you get free golf balls from Russell? We've actually got quite a few stories about Russ. How'd you get the golf balls, though? <laughs> That's what we like. I don't even, I, I honestly don't even know if the guy ever gave me golf balls. Maybe Andre's just baiting me here, but <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is everybody deserves to know what love feels like. <laughs> Very good. Good answer. <laughs> Damn, you got you ducked out of that one real nice. All right. Since you haven't won a fight, none of us are intimidated by you guys. Is this me again? This is Andre. This is both of you. This is both of you. Next one's for Derek. Okay, since you guys haven't won a fight, none of you, none of us are intimidated intimidated by you guys. Who do you think you could take in our group? Everybody. How about I tell you who I think I couldn't take? Okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Okay, I couldn't. You go first. Who could I? Okay, who couldn't I take? Wilsey, Kenny Dane, Andre. I'm gonna say Chitz just because you don't know what that guy's got up his sleeve. Uncle Sean probably he'd probably carry a knife oh, I'd or shank st- of some sort. <laughs> I'd stop that mechanical yeah, no, heart in a heartbeat. It doesn't matter, man. He doesn't shank even know it. what a heartbeat is, and I'd fish stop hook it in him, one. Man. You know why they call him Doctor Hook? Yeah. I'd make him O and O because that would be the pulse that he would be emitting. Yeah. O and two. Um, Fuck you. You know what? Everybody's fight got me. Old man strength probably couldn't yeah. take any of them. No, you know what? I wouldn't want to fight yeah. him. Anybody no. else? No. Uh. I got I got to run through it real quick. I'm glad you both said I, I you would, didn't say Dubois because I think you could both kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's like I know Kenny Dame's a farm boy, but I feel like Dubois got that like secret farm boy strength. Yeah. Uh, plus, he knew what arm wrestling was all okay, about. Okay, so yeah, he oh, kicked my ass in arm wrestling. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. So. And I wouldn't fuck with Phil Hayes because you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> he's just gonna, don't know what's gonna he happen. Just skate right into you. Yeah. Skates first. Phil gets a lot of respect in this club. Yeah. Beat you with a even team. Andre, even Andre brought him up when he's with uh, who do you who do you fret the most on a breakaway? Yeah. Oh, Phil's getting the love. So in turn, <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't mess with any Friday night guy. Yeah. Let's just sit. There. <laughs> Guys are uh, okay, this one's for Derek. Is the real reason you gave up Dakota, your former former dog, because she didn't like peanut butter? Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, you asshole, man. That's a, that's a tough question, man. I almost cried when you said that name. Uh, yes, I would say yes. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But you so know, shit service dog. You uh, can't even service him. So I hope that satisfies you, Andre. I know you like peanut butter as well. Oh, nice. He's got a lot of dogs. Man. Yeah, he does. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's let. All right, this is from Joe Mark. When did you guys figure out that having a, a name pronounced Blaze would make a cool nickname for someone who actually blazes? Um, in high school. Yeah, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, you got like the coolest last name ever, man. Like, I wish I had that name. Hey, Blaze, blaze it up with a doobie, bro. Yeah. And okay. I, I didn't even smoke weed till like almost like it was probably grade 11. So it was yeah. like almost the ass end of school. But it was like I couldn't get high and skip class because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she lived right next to the school. So yeah. it was like, 
There's I'm no in the I. neighborhood. I'm fucked. <laughs> See, that's where we differed because I used to sell five dollar joints at Smoker's Corner on my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your mom doesn't listen to this. Oh, she knows. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. She, <laughs> she found it. I'm kick sure. her, kick her from the group. Uh, okay, I love this question. Who is your favorite uncle between Rick and Sean, and hmm. why? Well, obviously the godsons are going to say the godfathers. Yeah, I would. Uh, no, I would agree because my uncle Rick used to make me cry because he would tickle the shit out of me until I would <laughs> basically piss my pants. Uh. Um, and my uncle Sean taught me that seagulls were shit hawks. So yeah, and uh, and I'll still fight him so. <laughs> only because I love him. I'll hold him if you want to hit him. I don't. You don't need okay. to. Okay, I. But I'll do it just for yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'd say I learned a lot from both. Uh, yeah. Chitsy's my favorite, obviously. Have to go there, but uh, learned a lot from Uncle Sean. So got yeah. a lot of attitude from him too. Yeah, no, it's all love. <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. Uh, when will you two Utes make Utes. your first FKHC road trip? I'm guessing this is John Mark still. Yeah, still John Mark. Called us yeah. the Utes. So the Utes. thing was, we were is... totally amped for this year because I yeah. think we were talking. Was it Tampa? Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. You were going to take a and bus. And we were like, we we the prior we did, year we were like, we have to we do good. something. And, yeah. and that year was when Layla was born, so it was yeah. like, couldn't I couldn't do much. Like, basically, she was born on a Friday night, so I was like, I guess I can't. I said to her while she's laying in bed, you, yeah. I'm like, I guess I can't play hockey tonight, right? She, <laughs> obviously, I was kidding, but she looked at me like, Are you fucking serious? Are you kidding? Um, of course not. But yeah, no, like. ASAP whenever I, shit goes yeah. back to normal not this new normal yeah but well, as soon as possible do, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm good as soon as possible oh, yeah. we've had a lot of stories and a lot of fun you'll, yeah. you'll enjoy yeah. it I'm not much of a drinker but I would definitely enjoy myself to say the least alright this one is to DJ from John Mark as well and he has one more to Derek after how and when did you become a Habs fan and what was it like growing up in a Leaf fan household um, like I can remember a time when like my pillowcase was Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think the the most thought put into that was like, oh, it's a cool logo. But uh, my uncle Sean pretty much like a pedophile groomed me to be a fucking Habs fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I was I was a Habs fan because of him and like I don't know, twenty four cups. How can you not? Uh, that's great. Oh, I gotta talk to Sly. Hope Slider listens to this one because he's getting pedophile for a nickname now. <laughs> Who that's is great? Sean. Oh uh, yeah, fuck it. Oh, that's great. Um, fuck him, <laughs> Unky Sean. Just call him that or some shit. Okay, Derek. Do you ever question your father and uncle Rick's loyalty to a team that has not won a cup since '67, a time when you weren't even a thought in Slabby's head? Um, I would say from my dad, he would never change, no matter what. <laughs> but I you mean, never said, "Why is he rooting for this team?" Well, you know, I, when the really smart Mayran boys are rooting for the Habs and they're winning cups. So you know, like when I was young, <laughs> he always tell me, "Like, don't root for the." The best team at the time. Don't root for the team your favorite players on. Go for you know what you feel is like whatever, right? So yeah, I don't know. I, I thought you know he picked you Vancouver. Pick? Yeah, I picked Vancouver. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he fucked me up on that. But uh, <laughs> I to, like yeah. I never question it. I mean, Toronto's a good team, right? I mean, huh? <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> sure. Keep but telling yourself that. Just to touch on that one real quick, like him being such a diehard Leafs fan. 
Um, I'm sure everyone can remember the game, the game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Boston. Yeah, it was Boston. And they were, wasn't it like a tie series? Just recently, yeah. I game think seven. it was game seven, yeah. It's game seven. Yeah. And they were winning like 3 nothing. Yeah. And they With lost. 10 minutes left, less than 10 minutes left in the and, game. And then they lost 4 to 3. 4 to 3, think, right? Yeah. I've, my dad has yelled at the TV for shit plays, missed calls, you name it. You know, being a diehard Leafs fan. But I'll never forget, I was on the computer. And he's watching that game, and it ended, and he shuts the TV off. He walks through the entirety of the house, because where he was watching was the back, and his bedroom was at the front. Didn't say a word to me, my mom, didn't pet the dog, nothing. Shut the lights off, went to fucking bed. And I was like, I, f- uh, I think like a single tear dropped from my <laughs> eye, because I just I felt the pain that he yeah. was feeling. I've never seen such a roller coaster. My dad... He was so happy, happy, man. I called him, yeah. and I was like, can you believe this game? He's like, yeah. oh, buddy, I'm so excited. Yeah, he's been, all this and then, oh, like, oh, he's no. been such a like flat line of emotions, and not in a <laughs> negative way. He's just been very in control of himself, and I've never seen him so excited to being so <laughs> disappointed in his life. So and that game, like, he should have questioned Yeah, it. I didn't he even want to like say nothing to him. I was like, just go to bed, sleep it off. <laughs> Okay, Dubs, uh, Dubs piped up. He says, which Dubra, Dubois is your favorite on Fridays and why Paul? Hmm. Um, and why I is would it Paul? say the Dubois in the the sparking lot because I can't think of any better Dubois than that. <laughs> There's usually more than one, too, so yeah. it's a tough call. Yeah, it's a really tough call. It could be the one that's going from left to right or the one that's going right to left. <laughs> I don't know. It's the yeah. one that shows up that night, then. Yeah, I would agree. The one that burns know. the longest. Good answer. Love you, Pat. <laughs> okay, Scott, Scotty, he's a real quiet guy. He doesn't say a whole lot. <laughs> I texted him this morning because I knew he has the same connection as, as I do, and if not more because he was there longer than I was living next to you guys. So he came up with a nice little story, and he says, I ba- babysat them a fair bit, but they were usually sleeping. The one story that sticks out is when they started playing, playing as spares, Derek and DJ too. I think DJ too confesses something to me. When they were living, still living next door, they had a stash of porno mags behind a volleyball court berm, the berm behind a volleyball court, uh, in our we backyard. Did, didn't we? It wasn't magazines. No. Sorry, but let, yeah. finish the story. Okay, I'll, I'll finish. Okay. Uh, he says, I found that funny since we had a similar stash in the Fox's backyard, which is the neighbor between you and I. They, so you Pat knew him as Pat. Pat it, yeah, back yeah. then in our yeah. day, it was the Foxes, right? Okay. It was... I don't remember this, but I guess Scott and Brian had a, st- they had a similar row stash. Of bushes against yep. the fence. Yeah, they yeah. hit in the back. <laughs> yeah. He says, "I think where we hit our porn <laughs> in your backyard." Yeah. Yeah. He says, "I think someone found a Playboy along the highway while looking for beer bottles, which is what we used to do: make a few few pennies to go to the dollar store oh, or so go funny. to the corner store." Uh, and he also said they they also seemed to like the fact that they got our bunk beds when we outgrew them. Oh, those bunk beds were the shit, man. So, <laughs> DJ thought he was going to die every single night when I climbed yeah, those I bunk beds. I just thought they were going to break. But yeah. to go to the whole porn stash thing, we were waiting for the bus. Like I said, we grew up on Shawnee, loved it. We always had kids to hang out with. A group of us, it was, I think, me, my brother, and my cousin, Michael, who turned out to be gay, was living next door to us at the time. Totally irrelevant. Anyways, um, we found some photo, like, uh, four by six film photographs of what looked like people were taking at a strip club but it was like runway models that were naked i don't know where these photos came from we found them and it was winter time and we were like 
we're waiting for the bus, so we're like, well, what do we do with them, right? So we, we, we basically them. buried them at the bus stop at school. They were like, before we went to school, came back from school, uncovered them, brought them home to your house. You guys had like a berm in the backyard, like against the fence where the yep. volleyball pit was. Yep. It was the winter time, so we built like a little pocket of snow, put the photos in there, and then covered the front of it up. So that we'd go look at them when we were like <laughs> when we wanted to, and and I'm pretty sure they went missing at some point. I don't know who took them or. So Scotty, we would like those back. Yeah. 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 Oh, he still has probably. Yeah. They were like '80s. Like the amount of makeup on these broads was ridiculous. I can I don't know why I can remember this probably because it's probably the first time I seen first time I seen a naked chick. Probably. And I was I don't even know how old I was like maybe ten. Yeah, we were young. Yeah. Okay. Now was, finally me. Sorry, yeah. Was that, was that the entire? Oh, the bunk beds part. Yeah, it had nothing yeah, to do with no. bunk beds. Yeah, no, no. That I was just his add-on. Guys, I think that was uh, you and Slider talked about it too, but you guys had like a shit ton of like one on one the riff stickers. That was my bed. Yeah, those, yeah. those, those yeah. were awesome. So we had yeah. bunk beds and there was these stickers all over. Oh, I mean, there must have been the extras that I gave. We got hand me down clothes. Yeah. Like I said, oh, like everything from the age of stuff. five to ten, yeah. I'm pretty sure were the mirrors. Yeah, yeah, we were wearing all the mirrors. Yeah, so yeah, that's the whole the whole question for you there. Okay, it kind of came up earlier. This is mine. Now we'll we'll finish with my uh, my memories. Um, your dad would would be at our place again, and he'd be talking, and you guys would be running around or something, and you'd be doing whatever, and he'd go, "Oh, they're not, they're all just cocking ribs, both of them." <laughs> it used to crack me up. I was a teenager. I thought it was the funniest saying ever. Like like we said earlier, he was really quick with the one liners and that yeah, and the sayings and stuff. Good. And then I stole that later on and use it to describe my kids because all three of them are, are skinny. They're not tall like you yeah, guys, yeah. but they're both, they're all three of them are skinny. And when I say that to people who have never heard it before, they think it's the funniest thing ever. But that's not something that if oh, you guys I've remember. Oh, i used it myself. Can, yeah. I've, I've, I've stolen it from you. Yeah. It's come full circle more than once. Yeah, these are more just yeah. stories that I remember yeah. and it's not much to think. But, but your mom, I, I had a good friend of mine uh, had a pit bull and that was a beautiful dog. Very friendly this thing would climb trees. It was so strong. We had so much fun with this dog. We brought it to my house one day, my parents' backyard, and this thing was running around back and forth. I don't know if we're throwing a ball or whatever. And this I probably really strong this. pit bull is flying up and down. And all of a sudden, I look over, and you two had been playing outside, and you're gone. Your mom pulled you guys in the house. You realize there's a pit bull running around. Oh, your God. mom pulled you guys yeah, inside the house. The same. Like yeah, but yeah. then later on, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm almost only 20-something. I'm like, oh. Damn it! I probably should have thought that one through a little bit. The same woman who every time a pitbull run around the every around time the yard. a gray cloud was in the sky it was there's a tornado. We gotta go to Flossie's basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh yeah. Your you basement. Guys I'm like, what about the yeah. dog? There's no time for the dog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just an excuse Nothing for happened. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Just an excuse for coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we got to uh, look at comic books. No, I can <laughs> uh, like like you said like the whole shiny road growing up with you guys. I can remember you guys had like a makeshift slap shot like. I don't know if it was floor tile, like floorboard or plexiglass. You use it to practice in the your backyard. Shots in the yeah. backyard, yeah, that was me. You guys yep. had the punching bag that was in yep. the garage at one point, and then it went out to hanging the tree in the, in the tree. back. Yep. Yeah, and we'd hit that, and I just remember my knuckles hurting. <laughs> now I can yeah. actually hit one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, final one. This is going to be the end of it because this is one of my favorites. One of the biggest laughs I've ever heard on Friday nights. We're in the dressing room, and you're, you, DJ, are chirping to your Uncle Sean, and you just kept picking at him and kept chirping at him. And he looked at you. You know what's coming. He looked at you, and he course. says, 
I'll make you owe it to you, little fuck. <laughs> just the room just cracked up. Oh, yeah, because that's the only thing he's got in his pocket. So he was like, his dick got hurt when he realized he could use it. So, yeah, you know, sometimes you just, you got you to gotta respect your elders. <laughs> I love them, but I'd fuck them up. <laughs> oh, guys, that's the end of it. I can't thank you guys enough. It was awesome. I, I was so looking forward to this one because we have so much to share. We could do another hour if we really Absolutely. wanted to. Oh, just shooting the shit. Yeah. But thank you so much. I hope everybody enjoys this. I had and, a great uh, time. Yeah, Man, this is awesome. I, I, I didn't think we'd be coming up this soon, but... Uh, yeah. Well, that was mostly because you had texted me after listening to Sliders, and you brought me that picture that I posted on on the uh, yeah on the web on and the I, Facebook site. My mom gave it to me, and she was like, "Oh, yeah. you, you might want this." And I was thinking, like, you know what? Todd probably like this yeah. even more than me because yeah. it, it just happened. To, like, I had it for a while. I'd been meaning to give it to you, and then Sly brought it up, and I was like, "There yeah. you go." I, and you, you just said, "What can I do? I want to be involved. I want to. I want to do something." Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I love it's, the it's idea. time to do the Blazers. Yeah, I just also want to say thanks to the entire club, everybody in the club for accepting us and uh, letting us come into this family. It's been a great experience, and uh, hopefully, we can keep this going for many years. Awesome! Cheers! Cheers! Love, boys. love you guys. You guys are the best. Love you Cheers, too, man. Cheers! Cheers! FKHC, and we're out. Derek and DJ, that was everything I had hoped for, and then some. You were so candid. I'm sure the rest of the club has really enjoyed learning more about both you, both of you and your father, Danny, as well. This interview was easily the longest to date, but considering I was essentially interviewing three Blazers at once, I think we can all agree that it was time well spent. Hell, I'm sure we could have done another half hour. Days before the taping, DJ told me that they were willing to talk about Danny at length and warned, warned me that tears may flow. What they didn't tell me, though, is that it would be me, me needing a tissue while they both kept it together. Given your ob obvious passion for the club and the game of hockey, as with our other younger members, us older guys can feel comfortable knowing that the club will be in good hands for many years to come. Thank you, gentlemen, for an awesome evening. As with the other podcasts, it would not be possible without the help of others. First of all, I want to thank everyone for their questions and stories. You guys are really starting to get the idea. They were all good. As always, I need to send a shout out to the embezzler for the help with the stats and the vote of confidence. Very much appreciated. And also to DJ for hosting the interview in his garage. Now, I need to give a huge thanks to Pat Dubois. Dubes worked very hard on this one. As a matter of fact, two songs were written for the episode. You'll hear the second one as the episode closes. A couple of weeks ago, he contacted me at the cottage and said he had the Blazers song done. After playing it for me, I thought it was very good, but I suggested that it might be a little too dark. So he went and wrote a whole new jingle. No easy task. Then, while we were at DJ's a couple Saturdays ago... Uh, we brought it up to the brothers. They said they would like it and would like it to be added. So this tune is used in the outro. I also have to thank the uh, background singers in the opening song, Derek, DJ Peaks, and myself. Now it's time to announce our next guest. I'm pretty sure you all saw this one coming. President Big P, I'm sure you're ready for this. Let's have some fun. We're on opposite shifts, so hopefully we can line something up sooner than later. This is Toddler, and I gotta get to bed. Danny Blaze played Friday night. Cole was laughed the day he died. Two young boys he left behind. With the lives yet left to find. Derek and DJ are his seeds. One has a daughter who is the queen. 
the other one where, where he leads. They both remind us of their dad's slabby. There's a whole Friday night that can only be filled by yous. And this whole Friday night gets filled with the things they do. Wholehearted. Wholehearted.